There is a very interesting market data that has come out, unemployment rates, where the market is. We're going to talk about that today and why I do think it is really a good time to get in to the market, jump back in. It's not too late. You guys need to get back into the market if you can. That is my humble suggestion. Welcome to How to Build a Tent, the podcast on how to make you successful. My name is Matt Williams. Thank you for listening to the show, sharing the show, tagging a friend, subscribing on YouTube. I really appreciate all that you guys do and being with us. Almost 400 shows now. Absolutely amazing. We're part of the Fight Laugh Feast Network. Go over to flfnetwork.com. Put an HTBT in the memo field. You'll get that sweet 15-ounce mug. you get a free Fight Laugh Feast t-shirt. It's fantastic. Tons of great benefits that you're going to get, including $100 off the Fight Laugh Feast conference that you got to go to. It's going to be amazing. It's like the only conference around this year because everyone else canceled theirs. Uh, October 1st through 3rd in Nashville, Tennessee. Make sure you go to that. Before we get into talking about that, I want to give a shout out to a listener. He has a book and in the show notes is going to be or it's going to be in the show notes, the link on Amazon. Go check it out. Prairie People, a short story collection and several short stories that he's written from the perspective of the flyover country. He lives in Oklahoma, I believe it is. Let's see, did I miss it? I didn't miss it. I'm going to see. The, some of the titles and taglines are Oklahoma Needs an Ocean, a small town restaurant owner's employees aren't his problem but his responsibility. That sounds good. The PK, elder son of a preacher, Solomon's Foundry, a fair longing. Man, these seem like really great stories. You have nothing else to do right now. You are in isolation. You are confined to the house. Why don't you support a Christian? Go f- get a, some entertainment that's not watching TV. I mean, your kids are probably watching too much TV. It is. These are nice short stories that you can get through really quickly. So go check it out. The link will be in the show notes. Support our Christian brother. I know. I know people hate it when I say it for some reason. I'm not sure. But we should be supporting Christian authors, Christian businesses as much as we can. I know it's crazy. I don't know. I don't know why people are upset with that. About that. Oh my goodness. Okay, so this is gonna be a shorter show just because I got off my last meeting at 8:30 p.m. Eastern time, jumped on Reform Jellical, forgot to hardwire Reform Jellical, so I'm probably gonna be all fuzzy. I just realized that. And it's uh, like about 10 o'clock now while I'm recording. But I wanted to really just talk about this for a moment because we've been talking about why we sh- or how long should we be getting out of the market? Should we getting back into the market? Is it the time? And I really believe it is for a number of reasons. I've talked about all of them before. I don't think that this recession is like other recessions where we've been fundamentally flawed, where we overreached and it's been a retraction from financials, housing, like 2008. Or whatever, but it's simply been this outside virus, and the fundamentals have been strong. We've been growing as an economy, and we've been being pushed towards having, um, being pushed towards technology that we've been adopting. It's just at a faster rate we've been forced to adopt it, and then the stimulus package and all this stuff. But this is the most interesting thing to me. Now I'm going to throw this up on the screen right now, and you can see U.S. Jobless claims for March 15th through the 21st, 3.28 million. This line looks like it's part of the x-axis of the graph. It's huge compared. And then you go back and you see the next closest spike, which was like, I think it's six, 700,000 jobless claims. It was in 2008, 2009. So in 2008, 2009 was the biggest spike on this graph going back to the 70s. And it's between six, seven hundred thousand um, unemployment claims. 
And this week, 3.28 million. That's incredible. That's a record. But you know what the stock did, stock market did today? With this news, I, yeah, this came out during the stock market being open. The S&P up 150 points, six, six and a quarter percent. NASDAQ up 413 points, 5.6 percent. The Dow up 1,351 points, up 6.38 percent. With this graph, with 3.28 million people laid off, like 10 times as much as 2008. And the market's up. What does this mean? This is what it means to me. It means that the market already priced in the worst case scenario. That 3.28 million people filing jobless claims. That was already priced in. So much so that the market went up. It didn't pull back. We're on one of the most amazing rallies in a week that I've ever seen, that we've ever seen, not just me, ever. History of stock market. In light of 3.28 million jobless claims. Why is that? Well, one, like I think I said before, I had an interview with uh, on Facebook Live. You should check it out. It's on there. The cross-politic guys. I was talking with David and Gabe. And we were talking about that the market... The market has factored in these things to being the worst case scenario. And they're looking the market is looking ahead at what's to come, not necessarily what is happening right now. And it's what it's telling us is that the market has been so oversold that this kind of news isn't impacting it because this is better than what they expected. The models forecasted were are being revised down significantly because all the models apparently were models that were used by the global warming folks because they're wrong. The doomsday scenarios aren't happening. To me, this means that the market is definitely oversold and it's time to get back in it. And it's including the bailout packages, is including all that stuff. Now, I want to talk about some fear that people may have, and we'll get to that in a second. But first, I want to talk to you about Kingsman Grooming Pros. Go over to kingsmangroomingpros.com. Go buy some of their products. They have great beard products, aftershave, uh, pre-shave products. They have lotions, all the stuff that you would put on your face if you're a guy. And hey, if you know you want to use that lotion for a girl, you can. They have phenomenal products, 10% off. You want to use HTBT in the checkout. You already use these products. Why don't you just upgrade and get 10% off when you do every order. Every time you order, not just the first order. Every time you order and put in HTBT, you get 10% off. And support a Christian company and get great quality products. It's a win-win-win. Go over there right now, kingsmangroomingpros.com. It's in the show notes. And check them out. Support our sponsors. Support the show. And get great, great quality stuff while you're at it. Now, this is... The fear that some people have with the stock market, I want to just talk about it for a little bit because it's, I think it's healthy for us to talk out our fears. I was talking to some people either on the live chat from Facebook or just emails, people emailing me afterwards. 
I, I'm scared to get into the market because I don't know when it's going to crash. I'm scared to put my money into the stock market because I don't know when it's going to go down. I don't know when there's going to be this pullback. Now, I want to say that that's true. No one knows exactly when it's going to happen. If it did, you're probably going to jail for rigging the market or insider information. But if you are listening to what I've said over the years, man, it's been years. What you've been listening over the last 400 episodes is if you are investing, you need to be active and you need to treat it like a side hustle. You need to treat it like a business where you are doing research, that you're involved. You're not day trading, you're daily trading. That is, you're daily looking, you're daily examining, you're daily reading, you're daily doing research, you're involved in your portfolio. And I firmly believe that you could have a good sense when the market's overpriced, when the market is going to react to bad news, when the market is going to do things like significant pullbacks. If there were people that guessed 2008, I got out when I started hearing the coronavirus news, just thinking that this was going to be something worse than it was just from how people were treating it. But that's not to say that I knew exactly when to get out. I didn't. And I don't know exactly when to get back in. I didn't get back in when the first bounce. I missed the first day where it has the most historic Dow rally. I missed that. But I got in the next day and I got the next sequel. Oh my gosh. It's too late for me to use bigger words than I'm normally doing. Sequential rallies. Second, third, and even as we speak today. It's not about selling at the top and about buying at the bottom. It's just about getting out close to the top and getting back in at close to the bottom. But this is what I want to say, because this is a legitimate fear that some people have. It's not the unknown. It's the fearing of the unknown. We all have that. But where do you have that certainty? Where are you guaranteed you are going to know the future? I started a business where I was building fiberglass skateboard longboards in California where I was at the time and grew up there. We love longboarding. Not just longboard surfboarding, not snowboarding, but longboard skateboarding as well. And there's hills, and then you take them down. It's just, it's great. And you use them on the beach. They're fantastic. I made them out of my old snowboards, and then I started actually actually breaking them brand new, not just used ones, but actually doing all the, the fiberglass and all that stuff. I started my business in 2007. Soon after 2008, 2009, And I was out of business. I didn't know. I didn't have certainty. Starting that business was a risk that a recession would hurt. Now, I could have said, oh, I I just don't want to start a business. I don't know when the next downturn is going to be. I don't know when the next recession is going to be. It's the same thing. You could go get another job at another company. You can get a promotion. You can take that. You can take that risk and start start, uh, your career at a new company. But what if they go out of business? What if they file for bankruptcy? What if they do a mass layoff? What if there's a recession? What if there's a coronavirus? You could buy a house. You can buy an investment property in a newly developed investment area. And that freeway that was planned to go through that that area turns out not to. Or it turns out there could be a recession and all of those properties lose half their value because they were overpriced. 
That happened in 2008. There's nothing in life that we can do that is not going to escape negative consequences from the future. There's nothing that we could take a risk on where there isn't that unknown risk. Nothing. That's the whole point of interest rates with loans is there is an added percentage of interest determining the risk. The longer out you go, the more risky it is because there's more unknown. So please do not miss getting in the market, investing for your future. I'm not saying you have to be crazy. I'm not saying you have to be risky. But don't miss this bounce back. This is going to be, I think, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for us because this is an oversold market because of something that has nothing to do with the fundamentals of the market. Don't miss this. Again, under $100,000, mutual funds. Talk to a financial advisor. Figure out a strategy for yourself. Get a fiduciary financial advisor that is fee-based, that isn't commission-based. But don't miss this because of the fear of the unknown. We as Christians are not supposed to make decisions and act out of fear ever. Perfect love casts out fear. If you're fearing something, you're sinning. That is, you're missing the mark. That you are falling short of that perfect love. Make decisions out of confidence, out of love, out of doing what's responsible for your family, out of obedience to Christ, and not just burying your talents in the ground out of fear, but trying to double them and make good investments, make good decisions, trying to grow what God has given you. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't plan and you shouldn't be responsible and you should just do whatever a podcaster tells you. I'm not saying that. You need to evaluate your risk tolerance. You need to make decisions on what you should purchase. And you need to plan and you need to make the best decision you can. But there's going to be a point, listen to me, in everything you do where you're going to just have to trust God and have faith. You plan for as best you can and then you have faith that God's going to work it out. The biggest planners in the world experience hardship. They experience setback. Some of the people that never plan, it always seems to go right for them. Be responsible. Do your due diligence. Make your best effort to prepare, to do your research, to make the right decisions, and then just trust God. So what if you fail? This life isn't anything. It's all going to be destroyed. That's my pre-mail coming out on me. Pre-mail, post-mail, what does it matter? In the end, God's in control. God's sovereign, and he will reign. We should have the most confident, we should have the most bold, we should have the most reasoned approach to our finances, to our investments, because we know that Jesus is the Lord and he is on the throne. Don't make decisions out of fear. Perfect love casts out all fear. Let's go be successful. We'll talk to you tomorrow. God bless.